You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guide to Goals podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guide to Goals podcast. Our guest today is Scott Perry, and we're going to talk about how to make the most of your passion project. Scott founded LA Tech Digest to chronicle LA's long-overlooked growing tech scene, and in order to better connect to the area's top doers in local government, VC, and the startup space. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Do you want to share a little bit more about yourself and what motivated you to start LA Tech Digest? Sure. I mean, I guess the biggest thing that uh, that made me want to start LA Tech Digest was just seeing a big gap in the coverage of what was going on. Um, I've been involved in LA's tech space for the better part of the past decade on a peripheral manner. My world has largely been um, entertainment, uh, initially in the uh, the music industry for 20 years, and then a lot more in film and television as I moved to Los Angeles about 15 years ago, uh, just by nature of being a part of the scene. Now, I've seen LA's tech environment come and go in waves over the past decade. You know, we had stuff it's pretty quiet after the big bubble. Uh, things were building up around you know, up until about 2008, and then we've had things come and go in waves, but nothing ever really stopped stuck until recently. And um, being a student of local history and enjoying um, you know, everything that LA has to offer, I just noticed that nobody was giving LA its proper due in the way of the tech space. I and mean, I give full respect to the LA Business Journal, who covers all things business very well. Uh, so Caltech, which has done a pretty good job of things from here to San Diego. Um, LA Times, for as big as they are, I don't believe give LA's tech scene enough credit. Um, maybe they've had their own issues with the ownership through uh, Sam Zeller and Tribune and all that. And I hear they're getting a tech editor-in-chief soon enough, which is great. Um, but there's been a big gap. And so I wanted to address that gap by uh, covering LA's tech scene as best as I could from all levels. Um, in the past year. What are some things people can do to to figure out how to turn, or rather figure out, a way to build and grow their passion project? I've always been an aggregator of information, and I've always managed to put myself in the middle of the conversation between people so that um, it allows me to become an expert and become a consultant and to do marketing for these various companies. I mean, you know, prior to this, I had a website called New Music Tip Sheet, where I listed every single new release from every single label on one site. And because of that, the entire music industry came to me on a regular basis to see what's going on. Radio, retail, press, booking agents, concert promoters, music providers, ad agencies, anybody with a vested interest in the music industry came to the Digest on a regular basis to see what was coming out. And everybody in the business knows me for that. Um, and from that, I was able to leverage consulting contracts and marketing deals with all the labels. And um, with the film and TV marketing, it's always been just finding a way to connect the dots between two separate entities in order to um, facilitate commerce and in doing so making money. Um, but the biggest thing is like 
one, I was not an expert in the tech space, especially in Los Angeles. And I still don't consider myself an expert in that space, but this has been a damn good way to meet a lot of the right people and to learn a lot. I mean, to have instant access to government officials, venture capitalists, startups, uh, C- uh, startup founders, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. I mean, I have access to these people in such a wide range that I did not have a year ago, and that's all because of the digest. So what I'm not making in revenue I'm definitely making up for in education and contacts. Well, I I like to think of the the audience that listens and watches um, the Guided Goals podcast is someone who's either working a day job and starting something on the side, or an entrepreneur with many projects that they're developing to raise their their level of exposure. What can I do to highlight that and get the benefits from this love and passion? I mean, like, I mean, we all have passions about things that we're happy about and enjoy doing. And if that's your ultimate goal is just to do this thing because it makes you happy, whether it's, you know, knowing everything about football or playing golf or whatever it is, that's awesome. Because sometimes you just want those things that make you happy because it doesn't make you think about all the problems you may have with work or home or anything else like that. But if you're looking to transform your passion into a legitimate business, then that requires um, a whole other level of thinking. It's like, um, yes, I like, uh, making cupcakes, but how do I make money making those cupcakes? What makes me so unique and how can I offer this to, um, uh, an audience that needs it, but they don't know that they need it. You know, following a passion project and creating stuff around that's great, but then what skills do you have that you can, leverage to that audience. Like, I mean, are you an expert on Bitcoin? Are you an expert on virtual reality? Are you an expert on food pictures, you know, to where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Betty Crocker's calling you up every day going, hey, we want you to like, you know, do this, or you know, we're going to give you a free camera for all the work that you do, you know, which some people have done really well. You amass, you know, uh, 50,000 followers on Twitter, you're going to get, you know, free stuff from the brands, you know, and if that's your only goal, that's cool too. Can you develop a community that's going to follow you? And then because of the size of that community, can you gain sponsors for addressing that community? You know, and so that's um that's one of the challenges that I personally face with the digest because it's like um, you know, a lot of people that might read the digest maybe already know that news already because I'm collecting the news from the week previous over time. I do a couple of original articles a week, but not so much to where it eats into the actual work that I do to pay the bills. Um, but then again, the whole thing about the work I do to pay the bills was the beginning of a passion project. You know, it's like basically, um, you know, a lot of the film and TV marketing work I do is I do that with like 250 comic book shops nationwide. So I'm marketing a lot of like TV shows and all that started because I met some folks from Cartoon Network 10 years ago at a conference. And, um, we talked about how much I liked, uh, living in Atlanta and, um, when I lived there, you know, in my post-college years, and uh, I talked about how much I liked the music beds on their shows. And they told me how much they liked um, Criminal Records, which is one of the record stores I was working with back in the day when I was more involved in the music industry. But they'd also told me that um, they had worked with an independent label to do some marketing for their TV shows, and they didn't get any results. And I'm like, well, let me take a crack at that. So, you know, faced with a challenge of connecting, you know, Cartoon Network's Adult Swim brand with a bunch of the cool kids across, you know, a network of independent record stores led to, you know, finding non-invasive ways 
to reach those customers through those stores, which then I could leverage out to comic book shops and skate shops and all these other verticals that the networks and studios call upon me on a regular basis to market their shows, depending on the uh, type of audience they're trying to reach. So basically, I took two disparate elements. I mean, you know, it's like the, the, the network and the stores. And I put myself in the middle of that equation and found a way to connect those two and make money doing it. And now, likewise, um, you know, doing the digest, it's like, okay, there's this whole um, uh, a batch of news that's out there, and there are people that need that news. But then how do you make money doing that? It's like, well, the people that need the news might not know they need the news. It's like the people that might need that news either know about it already because they're in the scene, or they might be a student at USC who's trying to learn more about the space. Or there might be a, uh, a future transplant from San Francisco or New York who want to understand more about Los Angeles. Now, between those elements, what is it that I can offer that's going to allow me to make money doing that? You know, and selling banner ads just doesn't pay the bills. So, you know, it's like you have to measure the time you put into a project and what you expect to get out of it. So, you know, to do the digest to make advertising revenue, not even, not even uh, uh, an option. You know, I'm not going to go chasing pennies. It's not even worth the time. But to have deeper connections with LA's tech scene, you know, as it continues to grow, that in and of itself has got some really great value. And so I'm more than happy to devote a few hours every weekend helping build that space and being part of what's going on around here. And so yours is really the case of your passion project gives you visibility to get more clients and build build your oh, business. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think the lesson and it it I love how it's and it happens a lot. Look at your life, and I'm you know talking to to those who are listening. Look at the people you've met in your life and see how to make those connections because you just you never know what's going to happen when you're just out there meeting people and just being open to opportunities. Oh yeah, and by building the digest, people have come to understand me as the guy, you know, the guy you go to when you have a question about LA's tech space because I know it. I mean, I know it inside and out. Um, you know, and this is starting from like, you know, the ground level just a year ago. Build what you love and throw, even if it's a couple hours a week, you throw your heart and soul into it and it will develop into something. Yeah. I mean, you see what's going on right now. It's like, how long did, how long did it take for audio podcasting to take off? How long is it taking for video podcasting to take hold? You see, like, I mean, text and written word is like being thrown out the window because like most uh, I still prefer text and the written word because I can scan an article in eight seconds and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, talking to a lot of the publishers these days, 70% of the consumption on their site is video now. And as an oldster, I don't care. I'm not going to sit through a 15 second pre-roll and like wait to hear the gist of, you know, what is it that Justin Bieber did last night that got him in trouble? You know, I mean, I'll scan through and see the two sentences that happened and move on. But the thing is, you know, you plant the seeds now and grow it. You know, it's like Twitter is a dead medium. So I wouldn't advise wasting time on that thing, even though I do daily. Um, I think their time has come and gone. You know, they, they had a chance to own the world and they missed. They whiffed badly. Facebook is still dominant and should always be the best place to start out. Vine is okay if you're 12 years old and can cleverly stitch together a six-second video. But again, I wouldn't waste my time on it because it's a Twitter property. Instagram's doing really well. Um, you know, Snapchat is going to grow exponentially in the next year as they start targeting more adults. And as adults kind of understand their cadence because it's not 
the most obvious thing. I mean, Snapchat is now where Tumblr was years ago where, you know, you sign up, you're on and that's it. You're on board. You know, you don't get a how to, you don't get anything. You're just there. And so it's up to you to figure it out. So, you know, it's going to be up to Snapchat to figure out if they're going to be the next Tumblr or the next Facebook. And I think they have a better chance to be the next Facebook because, you know, Evan Spiegel's very driven and they're going to build an ad product that's going to work for marketing and marketers and advertisers. Um, you know, whenever a new platform comes out, always claim your name on the first day, even if you don't use it. I mean, I made sure to register for LO on day one, and it's a ghost town. I registered for Peach, and I, I don't get it and don't care for it. You know, I mean, it's like, but you have to, you have to plant your, you have to plant your ground, and if you take the vision to see where it's going to go, I mean, you know, sometimes you're wrong. I mean, Guy Kawasaki was was preaching for years about how to be an expert on Google plus. And it's like, even Google's abandoned it. So it's not even worth the trouble. You know I mean? It's like, and Pinterest doesn't appeal to me. Um, but I see why it's so big. You know, if I were, if, if my passions were interior design and decorating and weddings and cakes and kids and all that, you know, I mean, that's the best place you could imagine to establish yourself as an expert and then leverage that expertise into another business. You know, um, you see nasty gal, I mean, Sophia Amoroso started that on eBay as a means for her offloading her flea market goods. Mm -hmm. And then she was developing enough business to where she could make her own products and then sell those through Nasty Gal's eBay shop. And then she was able to move over to a Nasty Gal proper website. And then from the website, she developed a full-fledged business to where, you know, they're making clothes in mass. And now they have, you know, brick-and-mortar retail stores. I mean, it's all a long-term process, but you have to... Was it the best time to start a business was a year ago, but if right. not, then the second best is today, you know? So it's like you have to put that down now. I mean, the fact that the Digest isn't making money does not deter me from putting time into the space because I see the opportunity. I see that L.A. is continuing to grow despite macroeconomic issues. I see what Mayor Garcia and his team are doing to bring in new business, and I couldn't imagine a better place to be than LA right here, right now. Now, absent that, there are a lot of other micro markets where things are happening. I mean, Nashville's popping, Atlanta's doing great. St. Louis, despite losing the Rams, are still gonna have like a vibrant you know, business in the Midwest. You know, Chicago's a good hub for tech in that area. Minneapolis is doing well. I mean, you can find areas and find like-minded people who are going to work with you and build a community. I mean, like I abandoned Birmingham, Alabama 20 years ago, I don't know, 17 years ago. And yet my friends who have stuck around have thrived because that small size market is growing on a percentage basis that makes it profitable and well for them. You know, I mean, I couldn't do it, you know, but I mean, it's like, but for them, they're living it. They're loving it and everything's great. And that's awesome. It doesn't matter where you live. Or who you are, if you have something you love, whether it's your city or an interest, jump into it and build it. And then you never know what'll come from it. Look in the tea leaves every morning, you know? I mean, see, I mean, seriously, like, where are needs that need to be addressed? I mean, see what's going on in the big cities and see if you can translate that to your town. Look at things going on to where there's a market. I mean, can you... Um, you know, like college football is huge in other parts of the world. I mean, it's non-existent here in Los Angeles, but for a lot of people, barely. I mean, UCLA and USC, they're great. You know, the people that go to those schools and support those teams are, you know, fanatics. But for a population of however many million we are, it's not a big thing. But for other towns, it's, it's, uh, it, it's religion. 
So there are entire, I mean, there are entire ecosystems built around these football teams and sports endeavors. And people make a lot of money supporting these things by having officially licensed merchandise or being able to cater tailgate parties or doing these things. It's like you just look around you and see where is there a need to be met and is this something that I want to do? You know, it's like, um, you know, having a solar initiative in Alaska is not going to do you a lot of good, but surely there's got to be something you can do in an area. Yeah, like, I mean, one, you have to see the opportunity and two, measure it against the, you know, to see what's available in your marketplace. Like if nobody wants what you're offering, then it doesn't make sense. But, you know, sometimes you're going to be the only person like beating your own drum for a long time before other people follow. I mean, I remember growing up in Alabama and working at vegetarian restaurants in a town that's like where we have a barbecue restaurant every block. And yet that vegetarian restaurant was able to make money for years just off of a small core base. And, you know, since then there was a Thai restaurant that opened up across the street from that place. And the Thai restaurant went from one space to like the four adjoining spaces because they, what they did was really good and really well and really affordable and people really enjoyed the experience. Tell me, what do you do for work-life balance? Because it sounds like your passion project, the, the digest, is really kind of your balance. I carve out time for myself in the mornings to where it's like I'll meditate, read the headlines, do some exercise. Uh, but the good thing is the work I do actually ties into the things I enjoy. So when I was doing the music industry stuff for a good 20 years, I was going to shows all the time. When um, you know, being part of you know, L.A.'s tech scene, I go to events two or three times a week. I try not to go to everything all the time because that just gets to be overkill. But if it's an event where I know there's going to be people whose company I enjoy or people I'm going to learn from, then that's you know really time well spent. You know because it's like you know, the the pistons are firing inside my brain, getting me excited about what's going on next, and that's cool. I'm always learning, which is important. You know, I mean that's the biggest thing. It's just learning as much as you can. That, that that's a great transition into the personal goal. So. Those who are listening, and by the way, you can go to guidedgoals.com and you can either, depending on which way you like your content, you can watch the video or read the notes or listen or all the above. But the personal goal of the week then is to learn a little bit more about the topic that you are so interested in. So either go to an event, read a book, uh, find a blog that also covers what you love and dive in. And then the professional goal, I'd say is to see what people in other towns, like the big ones, because I love how you mentioned that before, see what people in big towns are doing related to your area of expertise and see what, so I guess they're both learning goals, in what way you can use that information to build your passion project. Yeah, dive in, research everything you possibly can, but also get involved with your community so it's not just a, a passive learning thing, but you're actually able to do something with it either for or not for money, but just being part of it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to add a bonus goal of do something this week to be involved in the, in your community, no matter what it is of your interest. That's great. Thank you so much, Scott Perry from LA Tech Digest for joining us today on the Guided Goals podcast. And everyone listening, you've got, there's a lot of good information in today's show. You've got a lot of things you could do to research, learn more about and benefit from your passion project. So go out there and go for it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.